This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Very good afternoon to Jeff Halley. Jeff, I'm guessing the Asian markets have been drifting sideways. You noted yesterday in your in your morning note there's nothing really of import this week as far as big economic numbers are concerned after last week's data dump. Yeah, it's been a bit of a sideways session here. Uh, Japan and, uh, well, the northern Asian currents, uh, countries have sort of eased slightly. It was after a mixed night in uh, in the US where we saw the Nasdaq rise, but the Dow Jones and the S&P edged slightly lower. Much the same uh, uh, happening in Asia. Uh, ASEAN, Singapore, Malaysia, etc. Um, and Australia have edged slightly higher. Uh, Japan and South Korea and China slightly lower. The maybe geopolitical tensions are still weighing a little bit on China, yeah. and, uh, and and we're waiting for the for the third supplementary budget to be released in Japan this afternoon. Um, we'll come on to Japan in a second, but just just let's go back to um, the geopolitical um, picture at the moment. Now, last week there was outrage in Australia, particularly about that that particular picture, as it were, which we all know about, which was um, posted by or supposed to have been posted by by China on Twitter. Um, is now I would say that there, there is a danger of Australia being a bit of a one trick pony as far as exports are concerned, given the tariffs that China has imposed upon it. Yes, and we saw another beef importer uh, or another beef exporter from Australia uh, blocked over overnight uh, as well. And today, Australia passed a piece of legislation giving the federal government uh, veto over state and uh, local government uh, investment projects uh, with mm. uh, China or with foreign powers. But you can uh, read that as as China. So things are certainly not getting any better. But the Australian data is still holding up very well, and we saw the NAB. Uh, business confidence rates higher uh, today there as well. I suspect this story is going to be one for 2021, but certainly I think Australia will need to very quickly now uh, pivot uh, towards other export markets um, or make up and uh, make up kiss and make up with China. So, sure. uh, but either way, something's going to have to happen quite quickly. Just, there. just staying with China, um, some data which is. Uh, come up um it's there's a piece in the financial times uh, our hour this morning as it were talking about the the curtailment of overseas lending now china has not gone public on this but if you look at the figures apparently according to a total of the chinese development bank and the export import bank from 75 billion um not that long ago to 4 billion right now it's as if and again you have to read these things from the outside as you, as you probably do every day but it looks like that Belton Belt and Road Initiative, this this kind of investment to, to low-income countries and, and the way that China wants to move forward, is actually stalling slightly. Do you feel that they are getting a bit of the geopolitical pain about things at the moment? Well, certainly they're on the hook for some bonds in Zambia and they're probably not going to get their money back there. And so there could be a realisation that doing business in these countries... Um, can be quite problematic when they don't pay you, so to speak. Uh, but yeah. I think a lot of the fallen lending overseas is entirely due to COVID-19 and a lot of these economies across the world just being shut down. So there's no projects to do because nobody can go out and go to work, so to speak. So I would expect that lending to rebound in uh, 2021. But I think what we're going to see is a much more proactive Europe and US. And so they'll have a bit of competition uh, as far as that goes going forward.
Okay. US stimulus, um, we talk about this every time we talk to each other, don't we? And we talk <laughs> about it every day, I'm guessing, guessing you do as well. Um, any, any, any progress on this? Because we have this putative date of December the 11th, don't we? Yeah, look, that's um, the date for the government shutdown because they have to actually pass a congressional spending bill each year to fund the government. And it just so happens that it is now con coinciding in the same time or the same week as these stimulus talks are getting underway again for the extra fiscal stimulus. What they're going to try and do is wrap it all up into one huge omnibus bill, hopefully by the 11th. But those talks still yesterday after a lot of positive noises out of the US over the weekend. And it's the same old, same old issues, bipartisan issues where yeah. the Republicans don't want to fund state and local governments, uh, mostly because they're Democrat and vice versa. So that's caused a bit of uh, nerves in the market, which has led to a bit of a bit of a sell off in stocks and, uh, and uh, other assets. We always look, I know it's slightly early days in December, but let's talk about it, a sort of Santa rally, you know, the, you know, the kind of thing we've been, we've been observing this for years. Um, do, do you feel as though, I mean, the market, the, the equity markets have done extraordinarily differently, haven't they, from the main street, as it were, over, over the past, this horrible year of 2020. Do you feel as though they will to be taking profits towards the end of the year, or do you feel there's further, further to go as far as equity markets are concerned? Well, I think definitely into the year end, there will be some lightening of the uh, of the books. That's just a natural flow, particularly from institutional fund managers. But I do believe that there's there's no reason why this rally won't continue. I remain confident that they'll get a US uh, fiscal stimulus deal across the line uh, next week that will turn the attention back to vaccines and the recovery trade. Uh, interest rates are still 0% all around the world. So I'm expecting this rally to continue into the year end and quite a long way into 2021. And, and just add to that, that the fact that most central banks continue to come out with the same narrative, don't they? We're there as a backstop if you need us. Pretty much. It's all lower for longer. We'll do what it takes. And I expect to see the ECB uh, on Thursday uh, increase their quantitative easing uh, by whichever method they they, they want to, to use for that. And if they, we get no Brexit deal this week, I think that's an absolute certainty. Uh, and the FOMC, the US uh, Federal Reserve next week, also meet. And I expect them to do much the same thing, particularly if a US fiscal deal gets across the line. They'll have a huge incentive to also ramp up uh, the monetary policy easing as well. So uh, as far as I, I can see, the only uh, central bank in the world that's really tightening policy is the Chinese and the rest of the world is as is, zero uh, percent, is, is, uh, have as much money as you want. And very briefly, Jeff, sorry to sound domestic, but just on that Brexit stuff, it seems to jump on. Again, we talk about it most times. How is it, is it, is it playing at all in the international markets? It's nervous right now. So my, my take is that by this time next week, sterling will either be much, much higher or much, much lower. I just can't tell you, given what we've seen so far this week, which way that will be. Jeff Halley, thank you very much indeed. Jeff Halley there joining us uh, from Singapore. This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Uh -huh.